We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, which is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KCSN. It's the headlines, rumors, stories, and stats people are talking about to get you through the day and caught up with all things Chiefs. Different guests each week with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, proudly presented by DraftKings, begins now. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is KCS and Update, our daily podcast and video from us here at KC Sports Network, keeping you up to date on all things Kansas City Chiefs. My name is Tucker Franklin, and today is Monday, January 2nd, the first KCS and Update of the new year of 2023. Happy New Year to everyone out there watching today's video or listening to today's podcast. And I've got a fun nugget to start off today's video. You know, I'm sure you guys already know the Chiefs beat the Broncos for the 15th straight time on Sunday, and no NFL team has beaten another team another team 15 games in a row since the Patriots lasted it to the Bills from 2003 to 2010. Chiefs are on another level right now, and I am glad to be joined by Brett Coleman today to talk with me about this game on a victory Monday and what he took away from it as well and get his thoughts on the other games across the NFL and plus the big Bills and Bengals matchup tonight. Uh, yeah, it's a huge matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs. I know Kansas City will have their eyes on that matchup. But before we get to that, I've got to tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. And we're talking college football, the fans, the tradition, the glory. There's nothing more thrilling than college football. And it all comes down to the national championship game happening on Monday. My go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. It's incredible. Look at the national championship. If you know me, you know I'm riding with the Horned Frogs. Gotta love that story of TCU. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and win and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. Incredible deal. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Love the Same Game Parlays. Love the app. So great. So user-friendly. Make sure to go check it out. This is what you got to do to get this deal. You got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code KCSN. New customers Bet just $5 on college football and instantly get $200 in free bets. Instantly. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, I know you guys might be thinking, is this Wednesday? Nope, it's a Monday. It's a victory Monday. Brett joining us here. Uh, we're shifting things around here on KCSN Update. Brett, how you doing, man? There's not very many of these NFL Sundays left. 
Victory Monday is an interesting way to characterize <laughs> how how this feels because it's a win, but right. is it though? You know, it, it's it, it's. I don't know. There's something about the vibe for this Chiefs team. We were talking about this before the show. Like, you can kind of see something bad happening coming a mile away, whether it's special teams or random turnover. There's something about the fact that looking at a 13 to 10 score going into halftime, you knew that it should have been 20 to three. And it feels like that particular scenario has happened like six times this year where you're like, this should be a three score game and we're only up by three. What's going on here? And they can only get away with that so many times before it bites them in the ass in the playoffs against an actual good team. So I, I don't know, like, it, Chiefs are great. They're 13 and three. Should be happy about that. But it feels like pulling teeth every single Sunday to get to 13 and three. Absolutely. And that's, they haven't played a real team, right? No offense to the other teams that, you know, the, the Chiefs have been playing. The Broncos, that organization's in shambles right now. The Texans, they're playing well. They got the upset win over the, over the Titans and, and, and such. But I mean, they haven't played a team that'll be in the playoffs, I should probably say. Uh, since Cincinnati and that feels like it was forever ago um so it's one of those things is is this going to hurt the Chiefs down the stretch playing these games where they can kind of mess around and like still you know the margin of error is a little bit bigger right instead of like two or three plays it's five six seven plays is that going to hurt them and down the stretch in the playoffs I don't know but you know it just the the vibes were off as we were saying before there's just something something up that doesn't feel just right and every time they play against one of those other AFC playoff teams, like they barely survived the Chargers twice, barely, and they were beat up. Um, and I was at the second game when Mahomes had to go Super Saiyan in the last three minutes just to make that one happen. You know, they lost against Buffalo. They lost against Cincinnati. Like if, they, if they're going up against either Jacksonville or the Chargers again for round three in the divisional round, like – I know Chiefs Kingdom are, are very positive, but are they feeling confident about that? Like, I would be – I was more confident in, like, AFC Championship games against Tom Brady than I would be against a divisional game against Justin Herbert right now just because right. if for whatever reason this team, like, just drags themselves through broken glass just to get yards right now. And you look up at the end and the box score looks pretty and it's 300 yards passing, past 5,000 yards, and they're four or five in the red zone. But you're like, God, it doesn't feel like that. Nothing came easy. And I just, I get worried about it, you know? Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of people in Chiefs Kingdom that, that do feel that way. And I think it's easy to, I think it's easy to point fingers at the defense, right? But when you look at it, when you start to dive into it a little bit deeper, you know, when I have conversations with people, they're like, well, when are we going to start talking about the Chiefs defense? I think it's really hard in the third quarter of that game when the Chiefs offense doesn't move the ball like at all. I think they had four total yards before that last drive of the of the third quarter, which led, led into the fourth quarter, where they eventually scored. Um, so they only had like four total yards, and they're putting the defense in, in opportune positions, just short fields. They're turning the ball over. You know, they had the one, uh, the fumbled punt. Uh, from Kadarius Tony, which wasn't a muff punt. He was returning it, and he fumbled it. Um, that's a that's another ball security issue thing. You put the defense in a bad situation there. I don't care how bad the Broncos' offense is, and I know they're historically bad. But it comes down to the point that you're in the red zone already, and you get, you're anticipating the defense to stop them and hold them up there. It's tough. It's very tough. But, um, yeah, that, that game just felt weird. 
but uh, they did get a win. I think this is the second time in Patrick Mahomes' career he's had 13 wins, which is kind of crazy to think about with how good uh, he's been in that such. And he got 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns in the 16-game mark. Uh, so football purists can uh, back off of Mahomes a little bit. Well, he wrapped up MVP. Yeah, that, that's he, like he he left zero doubt that he's MVP. Um, so that's good at least. And I, I, they do still have a decent shot at the one seed. That we're we're recording this before uh, Bengals uh, Bills. Right. Theoretically, they could have the one seed wrapped up on Saturday and make the Bills game on Sunday meaningless, mm-hmm. which would be great because I I think this team needs a week off to reset. Um, if they have to go play uh, the week after in the wild card round where they're hosting. God. Well, let's see. I, what, what's the higher likelihood two seed or three seed for them? It would be the two seed. I think if they do, if they went out and Buffalo wins out, it's the two seed. Um, so that would be Buffalo beating Cincinnati chiefs beating the Raiders. They get the two seed. So we could theoretically see a Kansas city Pittsburgh matchup, which on paper, like you're like, okay, that that's probably the best case scenario for a seven seed, but at the same time, we're looking at okay, TJ Wiley or, or uh, TJ Watt versus Wiley all day. You know, we're looking at Kenny Pickett doing random magic. Like, I still wouldn't feel like super great about it, but it's definitely not the worst matchup they could have. So I think this team absolutely like needs a win on Saturday, and they they better be praying for a, a, a Cincy win tonight. They need help from Joe Burrow for once. So they can lock up the one seed because they need a, a week off to, you know, it would be great for Thuni as well or Tooney. Um, I don't think we've got results on his ankle yet, do we? No, he's getting an MRI today. Before we're recording this, he was getting more tests done on the ankle. So he hurt his ankle, came back in the game, re-hurt the same ankle, and they're now going to get an MRI on it and get some more tests on it. Not good, regardless, yeah. especially at that position. Not a good thing. Regardless, they need to get healthier. They need to do a pretty serious self-evaluation. So this weekend is huge for the Chiefs, and ideally they can wrap up that one seed by Saturday night. Um, yeah. I, I will say, a little bit off topic, from a schematic perspective, the thing that Denver does that was slowing Kansas City down, unfortunately for them, <clears throat> multiple other teams that are going to be in the AFC playoffs do very similar things in terms of, okay, we're going to play either cover three or quarter, quarter, half on early downs. Um, you know, we're going, which is, you know, cover three, typical, you're going to have loaded box. Everybody's flying downfield, playing the run. Not that the Chiefs are amazing at run blocking to begin with, but they really want to put you into that second and eight territory. So if we can get an incompletion on second and eight, now it's third and eight. Now we can put a tent over the top of the defense and, and really like force you to, you know, get get your first downs five yards at a time. Um, and so, you know, playing that kind of either cover three or as a bunch check quarter, quarter, half on first down, you know, make you earn every yard to get to third and five, which is then they they play a lot of man coverage there and they dare the Chiefs receivers to beat them. And other than Travis Kelsey, nobody has really been able to. Um, there are other teams in the AFC playoffs that, they, that play very similar to that. The Chargers are one of them. The Chargers have historically given KC problems over the last couple of years. Um, Cincinnati is similar, but not exactly the same. They kind of swap out a lot of the quarter, quarter, half stuff for just straight up playing cover two, which in itself presents its own issues for Kansas city because cover two at times has been a little problematic for them. Um, weirdly, it's like they'll have the right call and then just miss it somehow. Yeah. So 
Um, that's a matchup that I think can be a little problematic for them. Slightly different, but similar principle. And then ironically, the Raiders also play a similar style of defense. They're not as good at it because they don't have the right talent. Um, but it's a lot of cover three on early downs. We're going to force you into, you know, third and medium. And then they play the fourth most man coverage on third down in the entire league. Oh, wow. Which people don't realize, but they do. Like they, they put their DBs on islands and they take chances. And it's not necessarily, you know, all pressures and, and like it, they're not leaving them completely on islands. Like they're going to be like inside zone drop or like, you know, linebackers are going to be playing zone holes over the middle to give, you know, a quasi double against Travis Kelsey, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, but they they do basically say if you're going to get free yards on us on third down, it's going to be outside the numbers, probably 10 plus yards down the field. You know, how confident are Chiefs fans right now that Mahomes is going to be able to pull out five, six of those throws right. just to be able to win on those third downs? Obviously, he can do it, but they're going to force him to make those kind of plays on third downs. And I mean, God, the Raiders hung tough this week. They hung really tough this week. And I think that they're going to try to give it their all against Kansas City as well to play spoiler here. So, you know, from a, a, a systematic perspective in terms of how the defense is structured and how they like to play, it's not as easy a matchup as maybe some people would think. And I think that this game is going to be tougher than people would think. If the Chiefs get the one seed, it will be well earned, believe me. I want to go back to kind of the Broncos defense schematically. And you said that there's a lot of teams in the AFC that run that defense. Why does that work so well against the Chiefs? How come? Well, why has that been the defense that the teams have kind of gone? Well, you know, we've seen the too high stuff. Why is this now the quarter, quarter, half stuff, the stuff that's now hurting Mahomes? They have been frustratingly unable or unwilling to run defenses out of it. Mm. Um, you know, we saw a lot of quarter, quarter, half in front of tight front. So we're looking at four eye, nose, four eye, you know, two edges on the outside. Um, and and they're they're basically saying, like, if you're going to get us out of this, you have to run us out of this front. Uh, and they just they haven't been able to they call a lot of outside zone against it, which like that's a front that's pretty good against outside zone. I would like to see them call more counter. I'd like to see them call like some G lead you know, power, like any, any, anything in that gap scheme family yeah. tree. Uh, Cause that is typically how you're going to get people out of tight front is you're going to use those double teams and wash those four eyes down and get an extra blocker and kind of create a new gap on the fly. They weren't really doing that. And they're also not very good at doing that weirdly enough. Um, so again, I think they need a bye week to, get good at that because they're going to see it against the chargers in the playoffs for sure. If they end up going up against them um, and they would probably see it against uh, uh, um, Cincinnati as well. Cause they do a lot of that five, two stuff. And I, I think that, you know, Andy Reed you know, with his old BYU background where yeah. he just, he'll throw it and throw it and throw it. I think teams realize now that he treats the quick pass game as his run game and so they will call coverages that favor that uh, or that favor that situation. And he trusts his quarterback to get first downs four and five yards at a time, which on paper works when it's Pat Mahomes, but sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't, it's really hard to watch. Like if your guys aren't breaking tackles or if you miss one throw, all of a sudden you go from second and seven and we're fine to third and seven and Oh God, we're not fine. And that can add up really quickly. So I would say that 
the one thing they need to get better at is not even just like the execution of the run game. It's the commitment to the run game because you have to get these teams out of these, you know, quarter, quarter, half, and sometimes quarters coverages, although quarters Denver really more treats it as like an empty check or, um, you know, if they get, if they get like really like first and 20, you know, they'll, they'll do quarters, but like you have to run them out of it to the point where they're unwilling to call it. And then that opens up everything else. You know, the 16 carries or whatever it was, that's not enough. It's really yeah. not enough. They, they have to commit to the run more. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. I think even going back to, to, you know, yesterday's game, you look at that third quarter and that was kind of the lull. That was kind of the lull. They wouldn't commit to the run game. They couldn't run the ball effectively or wouldn't call enough runs. You're having three passes in a, in a three and outs, and then all of a sudden the defense is coming back on the field. And I think that's kind of what they get into sometimes is you see a lot of these games, have got, Chiefs games have kind of followed the same script of, Really hot first half, feeling pretty good going into halftime. The third quarter is is dead, and then Patrick Mahomes pulls it out in the fourth. Like that that's how these how these games have kind of gone along. And to your point, I don't I don't know if that's a sustainable uh, recipe for success in the playoffs when you're playing uh, good teams. Uh, here's a tweet from our friend Zach Eisen: If the Chiefs are the two seed, the opponents could be the Patriots uh, with a win, or or Miami, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee lost. The Dolphins with a win in New England lost. The Steelers with a win out in Miami and New England lost. And the Jaguars with a loss plus a New England loss plus a Miami loss plus Pittsburgh lose one of two. Um, so it's it's interesting. I really think that they need to get the one seed. I think this team needs the one seed um, bad. Um, I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Uh, I know you kind of you kind of hinted at it already, but... Uh, it just feels like this team needs a a reset, a hard, a hard reset before they play uh, actual competition. And Andy Reid, you know, historically is incredible coming off a bye. True. Not because of, you know, scouting the opponent, opponent, you know, potential opponents and everything like that. It's because he takes the opportunity to self scout. 
you know, what are we bad at? What do we need to fix? What, what can we install to be a change up to a call that, that we rely on too much? Like what's a tendency breaker we can do? And famously, he's very good, especially at late season buys uh, in the regular season because he's so good at self-scouting. And I think that's the key to it is they need the buy to self-scout, realize what tendencies they've fallen into that aren't working, toss in some tendency breakers in the divisional round that can potentially be a big play. Uh, you know, obviously getting healthy is important too, but um, it, it feels like teams know exactly what Kansas City is going to do at this point. Right, um, yeah. And they're game planning for it. And Kansas City has yet to give them a reason to prepare for something else. I would love it. I would love it if we could go back to kind of what, what was happening in the middle of the season when the offense was really firing on all cylinders, 12 personnel, 13 personnel, um, you know, under center, we're mashing you with Pacheco over and over and over again. Um, and then, you know, we take a couple shots to MVS, we get Tony involved on like choice routes, you know, get, get him. We saw that rail route out of the backfield. Like let's do oh, yeah. more of that. Um, I would love to go back to the heavier personnel, not totally committing to ground and pound because uh, they never will, but at least committing more to it, not running so much out of the gun and really just letting Isaiah get downhill and break people. That's when I felt like this offense was at its best was when Pacheco was kind of like mashing up the potatoes and then Mahomes would bring over a steak every now and then. Like that's, that's what works here. Absolutely. And I think that's a great, great analogy to look at and, and when you think about it, those those 12 and 13 personnel, they're so versatile for the Chiefs because they have these tight ends. So Jody Fordson, well, he's on the injured reserve now, but Blake Bell's now come back. you got guys that can do a bunch of different stuff. Noah Gray's running, like, the, the tunnel route on, on one play. you got Travis Kelsey running a, a deep over. And you got, you know, in motion, you had Jody Fordson on one play. So it's like you can do so much in these 12 and 13 personnel that you can – window dress these you know you could window dress a run play pretty well to disguise uh to disguise just a downhill isaiah pacheco run or you could do something crazy in the past game because like, we know Eddie Reed really likes to do that with with all those guys out there so i do think those those 12 those 13 personnels blake bell getting back in the game getting seeing him healthy scoring a touchdown um a friend jordan foot put put down some money on an anytime touchdown score for uh, blake <laughs> bell in his first game back so he, he was feeling pretty good plus 1700 on that one uh so cash it <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I was, I love the foresight on that one uh, to put that, put, to put that down. But no, I do like that idea. I, we talk about this every year, right? Uh, it, it seems like we always talk about the Chiefs need to run the ball. They need to, they need to get more in the run game going. And we know Andy Reid and how he does it with those short games, the RPOs that became the run game for a little bit, just these quick slants and stuff like that. Um, but I'm curious to you watch some of these, this wide receiver play from the last couple of weeks, Juju was kind of taken out of this game. I uh, didn't see much from Juju. Uh, Justin Watson had a few drops the week before. MVS seems hit or miss at best. Uh, what, are, what are kind of your thoughts going down the stretch with the wide receiver play and kind of how it's trending? Uh, Tony's wide receiver one to me, at least he should be. Um, he's the best of the group, the most talented of the group, the most versatile of the group. You can line him up everywhere. Like you can do some of the stuff they used to do with Reek. Uh, with him, obviously, it's not this, like nobody's Tyreek, but like you, you can do similar stuff. Um, I think that uh, he can be a get out of jail free card for you if you give him the ball in space on like a third and seven. Um, you can do the same thing on first and 10. If we just need to get the offense going, like just give it to him in the flat with blockers out in front, let him get seven yards. 
Um, but not only that, he brings jump ball ability, which I think is an underrated skill set that people don't realize because he's not the biggest dude in the world. But he, he goes up and gets it, you know, like, again, on that rail route we mentioned, going down the boundary, like back shoulder, go up, post up the DB. He's falling on his face like like and he's a legitimate red zone weapon, too, because he has jump ball ability. So I would. I would lean into him as much as they can in the receiving game, because to me, he's clearly the most talented guy. You know, Juju, I think can be your, your, your third and five machine Watson. I'm not over it, but I'm kind of over it, you know? Yeah, uh, and yeah. then you got Travis, who's good for a couple of big plays a game at minimum. And every now and then he can have a typical Kelsey eight catch hundred something yard game. But in terms of just like the pure wide receiving core, Tony's it to me. Like he's the guy they should be targeting as much as humanly possible. And I really hope they do, especially if they get a buy install more stuff for him over that bye week, please, for the love of God, do it because he's the playmaker. I think for me personally, uh, when we talked about this Kadarius Tony trade, we had a live show, instant reactions from it. I was like, okay, yeah, this is a good move for the future. Like, I don't know how much we'll see Kadarius Tony on the field this year. Uh, just kind of thinking about going ahead because they've got team control on him, everything like that. I don't know if I, I didn't, uh, I should say, I didn't know that they were going to. I didn't anticipate them him to be such a big role in this offense this year. Um, have you been surprised by his his input in this Chiefs offense? Not necessarily, because I knew what the receiving core looked like before he got there, and sure. they made that trade for a reason, you know, to, to say it as diplomatically as I possibly can. Um, as soon as he got in that locker room, I was like, well, he's already the most talented guy there, so – they better find a way to use him. You know, you got, what is it, 15 weeks left in the season at that point? Mm -hmm. It's like that's almost a full regular season. So find a way, guys, and they have. So credit to them. Absolutely. Good move uh, by Brett Veach on that part. Offensive line really been holding up pretty good. And the Chiefs this year, too, I know we talked about, about health. They've been relatively healthy. Uh, for a lot of this year, uh, healthier than, than most teams. They still haven't got McCall Hardman back. That'll be interesting to see when he comes back. He was scheduled to come back to be activated, but he had a setback on, on last Wednesday's practice, so that's never good. Um, he's been on the, the injured reserve for quite some time now. But, uh, Brett, I think we would be remiss if, if we came together here on this case, yes, an update, and didn't talk about quite possibly the biggest game in Kansas City. I think more people, I think more Chiefs fans were more interested in this game tonight than they mm -hmm. were against the Chiefs games against the Broncos uh, because the Bills travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. That's a big one, man. It's it's, it's going to be a big game. Yeah, and the good news for the Chiefs is is I actually think since he's going to win this game. Um, obviously, you can't discount Josh Allen being Josh Allen because he is uh, – again, I, I understand the audience here. He is one of the most talented quarterbacks in NFL history. I, I won't put him above Mahomes, uh, but by God, he's close. He's up there. Um, and so you can't discount him completely taking over the game right. and scoring in, you know, less than a minute when his team absolutely needs him to. And Stefan Diggs going out doing Stefan Diggs stuff and Gabe Davis ripping off an 80 yarder that makes absolutely zero sense. Like that's what the bills do is they strike quick and they hit you with a flurry. And it, it's very chiefs ish where it can go from fine to not fine real quick against them. But that being said, I feel like the Bengals are the more complete team. Um, especially since DJ readers come back, their run defense has been phenomenal. Um, they can play nickel all day and still stop the run because they have DJ reader. 
So they're really fast on defense because they have nickels that also tackle really well and blitz really well. Like, I think they play their defense the way that Kansas City wants to play their defense, but since he's just better at it. um, So it's a tough group, man. It's a tough group to crack. And if the Bills do get a flurry of points tonight, it will be well-earned. It's a very, very stingy secondary, really good tackling linebacking core. Defensive line is tough to block. And then on offense, like, I don't think the Bills' corners can handle the, the Bengals' receivers, like, at all. Um, it's it's weirdly been kind of a weakness for them this year, is especially, like, outside corner, um, going up against, like, big physical guys. Like, they they have not handled that type of assignment well this year. And there's two of them, two of the best in the entire league that are on that Bengals squad. So uh, I would expect it to be bombs away from Joe Burrow, probably bombs away from Josh Allen, whatever the over-under is. I'm betting the over. I don't even care what the number is. And I expect a pretty good game with a very narrow Bengals win, and that will open the door for Kansas City to maybe get a bye here. They still got to take care of business themselves, as you mentioned, with the uh, now 2.30 kickoff on Saturday against the – it might be 2.30 Eastern, but that's weird the time that time. I saw. was It's very weird time uh, for that game to be uh, kicking off um, on huh. Saturday, nonetheless, too. It's also on ESPN, so you're not going to be able to find it on your uh, on your satellite antenna. You're going to have to go to uh, your watch ESPN app or whatever. Uh, so very interesting programming uh, from the NFL on that one. Also, uh, side note, okay, go ahead. just um, some people this might apply to. You get a VPN. And then you go to the, the Euro version of NFL Game Pass because the European version actually works. Uh, and, and it's probably super cheap at this point, but you, you can live stream every NFL game. Like you don't even need um, like Sunday ticket. You just get like NordVPN or something like that. I don't even know if you guys have a VPN sponsor. And then you go on the European version of Game Pass, which will always be perfect because the NFL demands that it be, be perfect for like the bases overseas. Like that product will always work. And so you get that. You can watch every game, live, playoff games, preseason, all that stuff. Like That's what I do every week. So if you're struggling to find where to watch this one, just do that. I think I saw a commercial that uh, NFL Plus now is what they're calling it. That That's now twenty four ninety nine for the rest of the year or something like that. But uh, It's not, uh, not as reliable as the European Game Pass. Gotcha. There you go. Yeah. Um, so it's probably this close to the same price, I would assume. Um, if you're getting just the rest of the year, but looking at some of the uh, the lines from DraftKings here, the the Buffalo Cincinnati over under set at 49. I think that that's wildly low. Um, I would hit the over as well on that. It's supposed to be weather. I don't know why it would be that low. That's huh? Like what kind of like gale force winds? I don't know. It is on the river. And I know Cincinnati. there's fog. I didn't think there was like a crazy storm or anything. Don't mind me Googling Cincinnati weather right now just to see what, what's going on. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to be – it's going to be the lowest 56 today in Cincinnati of Ohio. Yeah, so. no. With these quarterbacks, I'd be stunned if we hit the under on that. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. That is a 2.30 kickoff uh, Central Time, by the way, for the Chiefs and the Raiders. The Chiefs are favored by 9.5 points. That over-under set at 15.5. I don't know what is going on at at draft. Jared Stidham? Yeah. He played well, but I don't think he played. I know, but come on now. Yeah. Listen, run don't want the DraftKings for that line. That's Yeah, that's a weird one. That's a really weird one. So, yeah, looking ahead, you know, Brett, you kind of already talked about uh, the Raiders a little bit. Jared Stidham, does he, does he send a jolt into this team? Uh, they look like that they had a little bit of fight against the Niners. Do they kind of fight for Josh McDaniels, who made a very bizarre maybe coaching decision? And then an even, I think, Derek Carr's decision to walk away so he didn't be a distraction was almost a bigger distraction. Nonetheless, lots of weird things happen in, in Las Vegas, and lots of weird things happen in the AFC West overall. Uh, but this was supposed to be a, a division this year that was going to be the best division in the AFC. Little did we know about the AFC East. Um, they turned out being just a juggernaut. You got the Jets fighting for a playoff spot in week 16. Who would have thought that? Uh, but thoughts on the uh, the Raiders? Uh, they did they did play well, and the Niners are a juggernaut, and they they hung tough with them pretty well. Um, and and Jared Sidham also exceeded my expectations, but do I expect them to, you know? I, I would imagine the over-under for that one is is when you take in a nine-and-a-half spread, it means they think the Chiefs are just going to blow them out and they'll hit the over just on Kansas City yeah. offensive output, I guess. Um, and I, I would say the line is fair. The over-under is a little, little rich for me. Okay. Uh, but I do acknowledge the Raiders hung tough with them. Um, Stidham played well. I, I just, I, I'm going off of my memory of Stidham in the past Mm -hmm. and I do not see I do not see the Raiders keeping this one close um I would bet on on Kansas City to clear nine and a half personally now unless he magically changed this year (laughs) sitting on the bench and and being coached by Josh I, I don't know but just going off available information I would probably say Kansas City wins by like 14. Stidham was there in New England, right? When Josh he was McDaniels was there, right? But he so did, he this wasn't like a new right. He didn't play well at all, right? You know, so it's like, oh, maybe having Devonte Adams making incredible, ridiculous catches helps a quarterback out. Like, yeah, that's a fair that's... argument, but um, I just, I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they like if here. Here's what I'll say: if they keep this game as close as they did against the 49ers, and the Chiefs are like in another nail biter, and like it's a three or four point game in the fourth quarter. I would be more concerned about Kansas City than I would be optimistic about Jared Stidham. Mm. If that makes sense. It does. And make sense. This game should not be that close. It should not. And if it is that close, there is a problem and something bad happened. Let's uh, let's hope not. Let's hope that's not the case. Uh, I don't think it. I think they win by fourteen. But if yeah. they don't win by fourteen, something terrible happened. 
would love to have a game where you know Chad Henney can come around, come in and sling it a few times. Um, would love to have one of those games. I'm not banking on it because it seems like the Chiefs only play close games. It's like that they're creating adversity for themselves, right? And they're like, okay, we need to create these adversity moments so when we get to the playoffs, we know how to deal with adversity. Not like a team who's been at the AC Championship game four straight times needs any more adversity or to know how to deal through adversity. But that's just something I'm using to rationalize what's happening because it seems like what's going on on the field is irrational. Oh, a Vikings-Chiefs Super Bowl would be the most nonsensical <laughs> bullshit matchup you've ever seen in your life. That game would make no sense. I guarantee it. And, and each fan base would just be like, I've, I've won off this crazy ride. I can't do it. The Vikings-Packers game on Sunday night? <laughs> or Sunday afternoon, I guess it was. Insane. Like, I don't... It was horrible. <laughs> I can't imagine being a Vikings fan. Um, I think it's, it's kind of the Midwest equivalent to being a Chiefs fan, probably. Um We'll see. Uh, let us know in the comments below what the Midwest equivalent of an NFC Chiefs fan would be. Um, curious to know your thoughts. But, Brett, thank you for hopping on and joining us here on a Monday rather than your than your usual Wednesday. Uh, what are you working on uh, for this week? Uh, I think I might be doing an episode. Well, because I'm waiting for Jalen Hurts to come back so I can do a Jalen Hurts <laughs> episode. I was about to do it, and then he got hurt, of course. Um but so I think I might be doing one uh, on Brian Dable and kind of giving him his flowers. Oh. Because, like, I don't know if, if you paid much attention to the Giants, but you look at that Giants roster back in August. If you said they'd have a playoff spot locked up with one week to go, I would have said you were insane. And here we are. Yeah. They're in the playoffs. They're in the show. And they're not even that hard or that easy of a team to beat. Like, they're actually kind of a tough out, too. So they didn't back their way into a playoff spot. They earned it. Like, they kicked the shit out of the Colts this week, okay. um, who, as Chiefs know, uh, Chiefs fans know can sometimes be a little difficult to beat wink wink um so yeah like I, I kind of want to give Brian Dable his flowers whether he's going to win coach of the year I don't know because there's a lot of really good candidates out there um I would even say Andy Reid's one of them you know looking at the state of the Chiefs going into this year and pulling out 13 maybe 14 wins and one seed after all the preseason narratives about how everything was done and the, the rain was over and all that you know potentially being the best they've ever been I think Andy's a candidate as well, but specifically I'm going to hit on Dable and, and how somehow the, the fight in New York giants are, are in the postseason. It's quite incredible what he's done. I think Daniel Jones, I think I saw a tweet that he's, he's decreased his turnovers each year, which obviously helps. I think he has single digit turnovers this year, um, which huge for that offense. They got, they had some dudes on there. Uh, Saquon Barkley staying healthy does help as well, but uh, no, great. I love Dable. Love what he he did in, in Buffalo. And now he's always so stoked. I love watching him coach because like after a win is a, every game that he's coaching in is the biggest game. Like the big times where he's at, like this is the biggest game of our season right now. And I love that. I, it was after the London win when he was just so stoked. Well, it was a great game. Uh, and mm -hmm. he's so stoked coming off the field and just yelled at the fans. And it's the same way when they clinched the playoff spot, he got dumped with the Gatorade bath and was just so uh, I just I just love to watch him coach and, and just that new, that Giants team is just fun. They are a fun team to to kind of watch. First time since 2016, I believe they made the playoffs. I was in high school. At least, at least, because like after after the Super Bowl run Odell, in 2011, yeah. they were straight up bad for like a decade. That was the boat picture year, wasn't it? Uh. You know what? I think that was 2016 because Odell was there and Odell wasn't there in 2011. So I think 2016 was the boat picture. That was yeah. uh, Sterling Shepard's rookie year. Yeah. They haven't been to the playoffs since that picture. Uh, haven't Seven been. years. 
haven't been relevant really since that picture. Uh, no. So uh, shout out to, to Dable, what he's done in New York. But Brett, also shout out to you for joining me today, uh, because that's going to do it for today's episode of KCS and Update. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, have a happy new year. This first uh, first KCS and update of the new year. So happy new year to everyone out there. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. I believe BJ will be with Matt Miller tomorrow, and he'll give his stock up, stock down report from this game. So uh, I think I'll be back on Thursday as well. So you get a double dose of me this week on KCS and update. So until then, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.